Welcome to Film Interrupted, the amateur what? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. That's what I missed. The amateur podcast for amateur film lovers. <laughs> <laughs> amateur podcasters. <laughs> Welcome to Film Interrupted, a podcast for amateur film lovers by amateur film lovers. I'm Mel. And I'm Chloe. And this week, we are shifting genres going along the lines of our like top favorite films. Mm-hmm. And this week, we have Chloe sharing one of her faves. Yep. Uh, this week, I decided to go with Train to Busan. Which I'm, I don't know if that's ex- exactly how it's pronounced, but there's going to be a lot of um, poor pronunciation, pr- pronunciation or, yeah, going yeah. on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. But yes, Train to Busan. So it's, it's um, I guess it's technically a horror film, even though I don't I really think it consider was a thriller. it very scary. Yeah, it's thriller. Thriller. Yeah, I definitely. Thrill, thriller is the more accurate genre label for this one. But yeah, so we decided, um, I think I mentioned it briefly last week, we decided we were going to do a sort of list, go through like a list. We had to write down at least 10 movies that Mm -hmm. we wanted to cover. And I just, this is Train to Basan. This is one of those movies that I always recommend because I had a friend recommend it to me and I watched it, not really thinking much about it. And then immediately became obsessed with it and now I tell everybody to watch it um so it's a thriller yes with a kind of a horror spin because it has to do with zombies which is typically a more horror genre uh theme Mm -hmm. but um but it's also a foreign film so uh I hope you like to read unless you are korean and you know exactly what they're saying and you don't have to read (laughs) that's a bonus that is a bonus because i but i don't mind reading and so and i do i do enjoy a good foreign film so it's kind of two birds one stone of as far as like genre jumping for sure and i i personally kind of forgot that it wasn't in english when i was watching it right I I think reading the subtitles, it's not as much of a chore. Mm -hmm. And also, I feel like it was a lot more like body language action oriented. Yeah. So like the dialogue, I mean, it was it's necessary for sure. But a lot of the film, it was like, oh, oh, right. They're not. Like I'm, I literally don't know what they're saying if the subtitles weren't on. Yeah, and, so. and, and it's good too because like the first time you watch it, you just kind of soak it all in for what it's for what it is, you know, like mm-hmm. this action um, thriller type movie. And then like if you watch it again, then you'll actually try to pay attention to a lot of the dialogue that's going on, and you right. kind of get the um, more detailed view of what's going on and what's going on with these characters because mm-hmm. there's a lot of characters that we have um mainly a lot of just side characters but yeah. they're all they all play a really important role one way or another yeah pretty exciting yep <laughs> okay cool i'm just gonna oh. dive right in <laughs> i know i have to like take a deep breath to like talk about it because i'm mel's so been, mel's texting me like like can we record i like i really need to talk about this movie <laughs> you have no like, idea that's My a sign of a really good really good it's gonna be a good one because 
like I said, I always recommend this movie and I have yet to had a flop from people. So what's funny is like, I would have never thought that this is a movie you would like. And just based off of the description of it, Mm -hmm. like a Korean zombie film, you're like, great. (laughs) Like, what am I about to watch? And so I was just like, well, I'll like, I'll just get this over with. I'll watch it. And I'm literally like, just in my bed like oh my god like so invested so good oh my god it might be a little bit like a little too close to home considering all the coronavirus stuff going on i was just watching this (laughs) and i was like i was like oh my god this is gonna happen with coronavirus i just it's just funny to me and like i'm just all paranoid i'm like they're gonna find a vaccine for coronavirus and it's gonna be like resident evil meets train to basan and we're all gonna turn into zombies because like it's gonna be like the t-virus and it's gonna be it's just gonna be a disaster and there's seriously like (laughs) i know that's how i felt like watching it right before i went into work and i was like "Mm, yeah probably shouldn't have done that but (laughs) no so worth it yeah like insane it's Insane. so good. Okay, okay. So it's um, Train to Busan. This was a um, 2016, so not too long ago. Um, 93% on the tomato meter. And no way. Yeah. Okay, 93. I mean, like, that's believable. But, yeah. like, I'm... I'm like so impressed for a it's foreign great. film. Oh, it's so good and for a zombie film. You're right. Of uh, uh, yeah, like <laughs> the horror thrillers, they never get no good attention. So no. okay, all right, it's really good. I love that. Um, eighty-eight percent for the audience score, so not as high as I would rate it. But you know, that's because that's I'm also, high. I'm also very very uh, biased about this movie. Um, <laughs> zomp the synopsis is very straight to the point. Uh, while a zombie virus breaks out in South Korea, passengers struggle to survive on the train to Busan. Yeah, I'm uh, assuming they were in Seoul. 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 You... Yeah, I, that was my assumption because yeah. it was a city. Yes. So, but yeah. yes, and to they, Busan. They go to. Uh, they go through a few different. Um, go cities through a few different cities there. on their way mm-hmm. there. Yeah, but um, so we start off. Uh, there's just a driving checkpoint. And um, a man makes it through and he hits a deer that happens to be a zombie deer. And that's like our little introduction to the fact that it's gonna there's like a zombie virus going on which is funny because by the time you get to the end of the movie, you completely forgot about the freaking deer. But also never too, you never forget. Well never I never forget the dead animals. <laughs> I think it I think that's scarier for some reason when I think of zombie zombie things going on, I feel like animal zombies is ten times scarier than human zombies. <laughs> I do well because like human zombies are like always like meant to be like they're not very intelligent, you know what I mean? And like humans mm-hmm. are strong, but imagine even if it's something as cute as a deer, deers are freaking oh, yeah. strong. Like they'll destroy you, especially if it's a freaking zombie. You, you, I mean, just imagine trying to like fight an animal of any kind you know unless it's a turtle you're like screwed you know (laughs) and even then if it's like a snapping turtle you're extra screwed so that is (laughs) it's true that's something i feel like we don't hear a lot about that in like zombie things is like the animals Animals because how is it not yeah how is it just not affecting like even in like the walking dead yeah like don't they there are horses yeah and they're fine yeah so you would think that something um i mean there's certain ones that i'm like i guess like marine animals i would be surprised if they were like infected you know 
but mm-hmm. I mean, but just even just other mammals, you know, right. anything, dogs, cats, monkeys, birds, even like, oh, birds, I would, oh, I hate birds. Birds would be the worst. <laughs> you can't escape them. True. The birds. Yeah. Fish. Hitchcock. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, then we get to our main character and he's at his office and he's eating Burger King. Burger King. <laughs> yes. I know. And I was like, God damn it. I'm craving chicken fries now. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I was like, what? Yeah. What? It's, uh, okay. And I'm going to mispronounce all their names. And so I am so very sorry. But, um, anyways, so we have our main character. It's, uh, Sokwu. Sokwu. He's, um, it's pretty evident from the get-go that he's a bit of a workaholic. Um, he's a fun manager. Uh, he's this kind of hard-ass making a lot of big decisions and whatnot. Um, and him and his wife are currently separated. They share custody of his daughter, Sue Ann. And, um, he's just, he's just not very attentive to his daughter due to his, you know, work and just overall, uh, I guess, awkwardness with children. (laughs) Um, including his own. Uh, He doesn't really know how to handle kids and seeing as he he has his mom helping him, but yeah, he's not really good at the whole single dad thing or just dad thing in general from at this point in the story. We just don't really see him being very good at what he's supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah, kind of like self centered he's a bit self-centered yeah we definitely get that right from the get-go and as Mm -hmm. the story progresses we see a little bit more that he is very very self-centered right um so the night before suan's birthday she insists on seeing her mom for her birthday the next day um and his mom um her grandma makes him feel guilty because he ended up missing her recital uh Mm -hmm. where she had to sing in front of her class and she didn't finish the song and you know, so the next morning they board the uh, KTX train for Basan. And so that's basically where our story picks up. <laughs> so um, we're introduced just to some ki- uh, a few side characters. And so we have uh, Jin Hee. She's a cheerleader for the uh, baseball team. And um, we have uh, Youngguk. Youngguk is his name. I believe. And he's he's mm-hmm. he's the kid that she has a bit of a crush on. So they're really cute. Um, and then the rest of the baseball team. Uh, we have two elderly sisters um, mm-hmm. who are very, very cute. It's so cute. Yes. <laughs> we have a married couple that we meet in a little bit. Um, at, their names are Sangwa and uh, Seong Kiong. I, oh my god. I no <laughs> she's she's very, 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 very pregnant. I just that's just yes. the main thing that needs to be known. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so we, we meet and then we meet a few other people, but basically as a train departs, uh, a woman sneaks on board and she's looking a little bit, you know, panicky and a little bit beat up for, at the moment. So yeah, but she sneaks on board right before while the condu- uh, one of the assistants is distracted and stuff. So um, we see her in the washroom basically trying to tourniquet her leg where she has a very distinct bite and we all basically know where this is going at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we also see it, there's a lot of uh, cut scenes like back and forth. So you don't you don't really know at the this point where all these different characters are on the train, like their location, because they kind of hop back and forth. So you see like her in the washroom and then you see uh, Suan and uh, Sokyu sitting uh, he's asleep and she has to use the bathroom and so she's getting up walking up and down the train looking for an empty stall and then we see the 
attendants going to a washroom where a homeless man is hiding in the bathroom and he's just you know kind of huddled in the corner just chanting that everyone's dead so you know it's not it's not good (laughs) so then the girl that snuck on board she's now convulsing in between the train cars and at the same time we are starting to see that things aren't really going right on the outside world um there's phone calls and there's like some news reports that like everything's kind of going to hell but now the girl that snuck on the train she attacks one of the train attendants and like this part like made me laugh the first time i saw it and i kind of feel bad like because i know what happens but she's like on the back of this train attendant and the train attendant's like walking down the aisle with her like basically just (laughs) chomping on her neck down the aisle where the baseball team is Mm -hmm. and people are just looking (laughs) like what's going on and they don't realize it until after she attacks and then like the a train attendant like turns and then they all start freaking out everyone's mm-hmm. running and trying to get um moving down the the cars the line of cars and uh Sue Ann is still in the washroom and her dad's looking for her and um we also see here that the turn time for these zombies is crazy fast like if they're just munched on like they basically are they turn super super quick and they're also very fast zombies we're not talking about slow like night of the living dead zombies so yeah no these are like they're like uh spiders is what it kind of yeah it's felt like, like. they just like so quick it's very similar to like world war z the way that they portrayed the zombies is like really fast the brad pitt movie i'm trying to remember i think so is that the one with peter capaldi as the who doctor yes Uh (laughs) the movie is okay the book's fantastic though oh it's a book it's a book yeah did not know that okay i'll let you borrow it (laughs) (laughs) and so then we have uh sangwa and his wife there it's the this big bulky dude and his very pregnant wife and they're trying to help someone from being attacked before they realize what's actually happening but by doing that they end up you know helping uh sokwu and uh suan pass by and in return (laughs) this is when we kind of see a little bit of uh sokwu's character Mm. he ends up shutting the door in their face so messed up because this lady is very pregnant and this dude just (laughs) helped you guys sneak by the zombie that was like attacking him um he does end up opening the door and letting them in but it's still it's still a bit of a dick move and they basically find out that at this point that the zombies aren't intelligent and Mm -hmm. it's been kind of an out of sight out of mind thing and they only attack if they can see them so which is very good knowledge to have sangwa calls out uh soku for being a selfish dick but i mean everyone's (laughs) panicking at this point and so they find out that a lot of the main stations are are down they can't really get a hold of you know any of the control stations or anything and so um there's this uh very what we come to find out is the ultimate villain of all villains uh this businessman whose name is yep (laughs) whose name is uh yonsuk uh so then we get sokyu who's getting a call from his very sweet mom saying to take care of suan and that (sighs) she's it's very evident that she's infected and this was like her like dying wish or i guess like undying wish <laughs> since she's her final words yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's really sad so yeah. um 
So we see a lot of shots of the major cities being destroyed, and we pass through a few train stations completely overrun by these zombies. And then we have this little scene where uh, Sue Ann offers her seat to one of the two uh, elderly sisters. And this is kind of where we see the core of uh, Soku's character. Mm -hmm. at this point in the film at least and he tells her that she didn't need to give up her seat and he says at the uh, at a time like this only watch out for yourself which pretty much encompasses like his thought process like from the very beginning in this film Mm -hmm. till uh you know it starts to he starts to have a little bit of a character arc yeah so we we basically we knew he was a bit of a workaholic but we really see how selfish he is at this point so then we have the the conductor and he announces that they will be blah, 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 blah. I'm starting that one over because <laughs> I misspelled something and it threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, so then we have the conductor and he announces that they will be arriving at a John station and that the military will be there to secure them once they depart, which my immediate thought is like, hell no, <laughs> that does right? not sound like a good idea. Like, yeah. I do not want to depart this train ever. Um, <laughs> so uh, we have a little cute moment where the pregnant wife, she just kind of shares some gummy worms with Sue Ann and they... You know, she tells her that the uh, she named her fetus Sleepy because her husband's been too lazy to give her name and stuff, which will come back later in the story. Mm. <laughs> and so meanwhile, uh, Soku, is, he's making a phone call and he goes into one of the abandoned cars and using his connections, he sets up a pickup for him and his daughter, The his contact tells him to meet up at the east square instead of the main square once they arrive at Dejon station and we see that the uh, very panicky homeless man is in that same train car with him so it's pretty obvious that he overheard him so they they arrive and people start to exit the train and they learn that that Dejon station has actually been quarantined so they won't be letting people in, which is something that Soku already knew from his phone call, but he didn't share with anybody. So it's just another example of how he is very self-centered, not really thinking about all these other people, especially, you know, the elderly and a pregnant woman, you know, whereas that would be your initial thought would be to try to help these people. But he doesn't, he's kind of just looking out for himself and his daughter by extension. So, so, uh, Yon Suk, the, uh, crazy businessman, he tells the conductor <laughs> this and they decide that they need to continue on to Basan. And uh, the conductor wants to take the other people with them, even though, you know, Yonsuk is very, very angry about it. So then uh, Suan finds out about the quarantine when the uh, homeless man tries to follow them. And she calls out her dad and she tells him, like, he only cares about himself. And that's why her mom left, which is a really Aww. sad moment. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, at this point, they're going down the escalators and the people off the train start to realize that the military is also infected and they basically just haul bananas and make their way back towards the train. And Sangwa and his wife, they come in super clutch and save Suan and him and his wife take off behind because uh, at this point, uh, Sok was on the phone and he realizes that his contact can't get to him and so um 
So yeah, so then we have a lot of action moments where we get Sokwu, he's fighting off a zombie, like shoves a mm. book in his mouth, and then the homeless man just like walks <laughs> by and casually drops his jacket over the zombie's head, which kind of saves him. Yeah. And then uh, Sangwa yells at him while holding the door open, like, like asshole, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So then they're like holding the glass door while everybody takes off. They're trying to, it's like a bunch of the baseball player guys. Yeah, a bunch of the baseball player guys and the husband and the dad. Because I don't remember their names off the top of my head. And so, and then we have a, a few morons that open the wrong door to the train without even looking and let a bunch of zombies mm. out. But good news is that the cheerleader the elderly ladies who get separated, but them and the pregnant lady and the little girl, they all make it on the train with like super clutch timing while it's literally raining zombies from like the second story. Like they break through the glass and it's literally raining zombies on them and on the train. And these, all these different women make it on the train. So I was, I wrote down, let's hear it for the ladies because like <laughs> you have a freaking a little girl. A pregnant woman who's like nine months pregnant, a cheerleader, and two elderly women who just mm -hmm. make it on the train. So, and so the train is taking off before uh, Sokwu so and uh, Sangwa and our baseball player Youngguk. So before they can make it back on, the train's already taking off. So they're running, trying to like hop on the train while it's moving through the station, and then Sangwa does some like. I don't know, like, like some like Captain America shit, and he like <laughs> superheroes. He uses like a sh riot shield and like a baton, yes. and he like superheroes on the moving train. And then uh, we have the pregnant lady, the homeless man, and Sue Ann with one of the elderly ladies, the elderly sisters. They're all hiding in a bathroom stall because they got separated. Jin Hee, the cheerleader, she finds out that her baseball player guy, and then Sangwa and Sokyu are on a different part of the train because they all bring cars at this point uh those guys are in car nine and then the cheerleader and a whole bunch of other people are, are on car 15 and i believe that the pregnant lady and uh sue ann and all of them are in car 13 but hidden in the bathroom stall mm -hmm. so yeah yeah so we have a little bit of a whole like sequence where they basically get all geared up to kind of go through these cars where there's a whole bunch of zombies just like you know ready to attack someone and so they fight the zombies in car 10 make it through basically just using nothing but brute force and like a baseball bat yeah and then insane. yeah that was like, that was so that was like such a good like fight scene i, think, I know that whole and I was thinking, movement. I'm like, is this dude like the 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 big bulky guy? And I was like, I couldn't remember if they said he was in the military at the beginning of the movie, but I'm just gonna oh. assume he was because this guy knows it. what he's doing. I know he was just he, he wraps was, his arms and what was that like, duct tape or something? Yeah, like duct tape. He put like cloth over his arms and then wrapped yeah. that up in duct tape and Insane. like. Yeah, he was just full, and he was just punching them and like breaking mm -hmm. necks and stuff. I was like, this dude's insane. Love it. Yeah, and so then car eleven, um, it, that's the car that's full of the baseball team, which is a really sad moment for uh, Young Gook because that's all of his friends. They're all zombies now, but all of his friends. But they get a little bit lucky and they pass through a pretty long tunnel, and so mm -hmm. they use noise to distract them. Uh, since 
you know, the zombies have like garbage night vision. So they just kind of <laughs> walk through them. And so at this point, they realize that they can utilize the tunnels to kind of get through without having to fight them all like they did in uh, car 10. So they make it through car 12 by using uh, a phone as a distraction and using the tunnel they get through and they get to the others that are in the washroom. Uh, Jinhee like gets a call and she's like, or gets a text message from Youngook and he's like, we're in the washroom in car 13, like we're almost there to you. And she's all excited and she's like, my friends are coming and they save some people. And then that's where Yeonsook, the uh, terrible, Young terrible suck. man. Yeonsook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible person and he basically gets everybody to like agree that they're not going to let anybody else in their car station because it's too risky because they could be infected. I mean, this guy's just like kind of a dill hole to begin with like he's just kind of a garbage person to begin with but we kind of get that mixed in with like playing on the fears of these other people and these Mm -hmm. like very strange circumstances you know because you don't really know how you'll react in a situation like that like what kind of a person you'll be and we also see here too that the other elderly sister is on that train car with the um, cheerleader girl. Mm -hmm. And so she's pretty convinced at this point. um, I think both sisters are pretty convinced that the other sister didn't make it because, I mean, they're both older women and we, they see how crazy fast and like horrific these zombies are. So they're probably thinking like the chances that they're alive and that they made it are very slim. So it's, Mm -hmm. they're dealing with the fact that they feel like they lost their, you know, their best friend so they get the group uh, the whole group all together they crawl through the uh, luggage racks to get through the zombies um, so in, smart yeah so smart in car 13 and uh soku he throws some luggage to the opposite end of the car to distract the blind zombies <laughs> so everyone's getting down but no one thinks it's a good idea to help the homeless man that has a very bad leg down off the luggage rack and he ends up making like a um a bit he of like slips he slips yeah. yeah and then sokwu in a kind of an uncharacteristic move goes to help him and they have a very close call whenever they make it out of the tunnel with a zombie they count to three and they're gonna st- he steps on like a can of coke or something like that and they have to like run and make it but they would have been fine but the jackass in car 15 gets everybody to tie off the door so that Mm -hmm. they can't come in and they're even like the attendant is even covering her mouth to keep her from screaming you know because of this uh, Sangwa tragically gets bitten thanks Mm -hmm. to the selfish idiots in car 15 and the baseball player guy he manages to break the glass in order to get through but Yansuk who's like determined to keep them out He's like trying to like hold the door and then everybody starts joining them. And it's this whole, it's just, I don't know, this is the whole back and forth where they're trying to pry the door open and they're trying to push the door closed. And it's just very, very sad. Meanwhile, uh, Sangwa is like literally holding this door by himself mm-hmm. after he's been bitten. And uh, I'm thinking this entire time, how has his wife not gone into labor yet? Because I, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh that my is God. the most 
unbelievable part of this entire movie is the fact that she had not gone into labor because I would have gone into labor like eight times by now. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> yeah, with that much stress, dear Lord. That much stress, that much. Yeah, that was weird for me seeing that she was crawling on the luggage rail. Yeah. <laughs> Or even later, she crawls again later to get a like a yeah. dire situation, and I'm like, yeah, 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 how? Yeah. There's yeah. no way. Like, hopefully the baby is okay. No, <laughs> I like I like go to take a nap, and I can't get up by myself. Like that's oh. how I am at nine months pregnant. Like you're lying right. flat on your back, and you need someone to help pull you up. Like that's yeah, just I, the reality of it. This is so appealing. <laughs> <laughs> can't Hashtag wait don't have to kids. have kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we have Sokwu. He promises to take care of uh, Sangwa's wife mm-hmm. and their unborn baby. Uh, Sangwa is basically the biggest hero ever, and mm-hmm. he pulls a ho- a hodor and like holds the he door. Totally, yes, <laughs> I was like, I was already like kind of crying, and then I made that connection, and I just like floodgates opened. Like he's mm-hmm. literally holding off like a horde of zombies. Like just literally has one like horizontal in his arms and is using that one to push all the other ones back while he's fighting off this infection i i wrote that down because i was like that is the absolute hero moment of this film with him literally like picking up one of the zombies and chucking it at them while he's like turning he's holding this guy and just using him to push back all these other very strong zombies and before that even happens he tells his wife as she's basically being pulled away the name of their baby so he finally picked a name and he like yells Mm. it to her before he goes and so he fights them off for a long time Uh, a long time until he basically can't hold off any longer and it's just in time for the door to be opened and all of the others make it through except the elderly lady who's just like she won't go through because she's like my sister's dead what's the point you know and she um they don't she doesn't make it inside and so uh but then tragically (laughs) she sees her sister is in car 15 at the last second yeah just as she's attacked by a zombie and i am (laughs) sobbing (laughs) yeah I am a mess. That's why I told you whenever I told you that this movie, I'm like, it's a zombie movie, but it'll make you cry. Oh, (laughs) and you're like, I'm so confused. (laughs) You have no idea. I'm already crying, and like, we haven't even reached the peak, like, sentimental, like, tear jerk moment. Nope nope we're not even there yet so i hope you guys are all listening to this like through your sobs because this is bringing (laughs) it back for me (laughs) and so um so basically all the dill holes in car 15 they uh kick them out after uh sokwu gives uh yonsuk the punch in the face that he deserves and uh yansuk basically claims that he's infected and they're all infected and you know prying on the fear of these people they all decide to kick these other human beings a pregnant woman and a child to the next car over and it's like i don't know how i would react in a situation like that because i understand that people are scared but also i wouldn't you think that there would be one person with a little bit of common sense and like realize <laughs> that the turn time for these zombies is really fast and right. they would be showing some sort of like sign that they were you know 
uh, infected mm. you know yeah I, or or you can at least be like show me like prove it prove it that you're not infected you know right it's just i don't know i don't, no, I don't but understand but it's because you're talking guy about needs to yeah he's just looking out for to... number one so yeah yeah exactly but anyway so while you know in car 15 the awful people are tying up the door between the people they just kicked out the group that they just kicked out you know and and their car so he, they're basically making sure that these people can't get back in their car the el- other elderly sister who just witnessed her sister savagely attacked has this pretty epic monologue where she mm-hmm. talks to her sister and she basically is asking like why does she have to be so selfless like why are you always thinking about others you're such an idiot you're so stupid Mm. you know and then she like walks up to the door and she sees her undead sister (laughs) she's right at the front door and then she's like crying and she she's she tells her sister thank you for everything you know Mm -hmm. and it's one of these moments where it's just like yeah she's you know it's not as shallow as her just saying like you're so dumb and being mad at her sister like she's going through these um, she's going through the realization like she's like acceptance of what her sister just did you know what happened to her sister and then she Mm -hmm. comes to the conclusion like when she turns around and see how sees how all these people are acting and she basically says like this is all bullshit (laughs) she's like yeah that is and so she goes to her sister and she says thank you for everything and in what i can really only describe as like savage poetic justice she (laughs) opens the door and lets the horde of zombies in and all the people that are in car 15 are now stuck in car 15 thanks to the kind of their own selfish behavior and paranoia Mm -hmm. they lock themselves in yep so i don't know it's one of those moments where i'm like i'm cheering because a whole bunch of people are getting savagely attacked but i was like first time i watched this i was literally like yes to the old lady because i was very sad that she was going Mm -hmm. but i mean she was like if you guys you know thanks to you guys my sister is dead if you, we would have right. just let them in, my sis, I would have my sister, and we would all be alive. Mm-hmm. Wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, at this point, I'm still wondering how um, she has not gone into labor. Uh, <laughs> and then Sokwu reminds us all at this point that this is all happening on Suan's birthday. And oh um, yeah, yeah. And I kind of forgot that until he was mm-hmm. like, "Today's your birthday," and I was like, "Holy shit! Today's her birthday!" <laughs> and she tells him that she practiced the recital song for him and that's why she couldn't finish it because she looked to where her grandma was and she saw that he wasn't there i did note that i i I do think that this was a real reality check moment for him and how selfish he's been and how neglectful he's been as a father to her Mm -hmm. um and we've seen like very slowly how his character has been been developing as the film progresses but Mm -hmm. This was a really, I think, pivotal moment in his growth as a character because yeah. um, that's a pretty powerful thing for her to say and like, especially considering everything that's going on. So he call- he tries to get a hold of his ex-wife and he can't get a hold of her and he receives a call from one of his analysts. It's like the same guy that was at the very beginning of the movie and he finds out that the company that he works for was actually the company that's responsible for the outbreak entirely. Mm-hmm. So he's also kind of... At 
at this point now harboring a lot of guilt because um, whether or not he was directly responsible for it all, he he was a part of it. And this is obviously he's experiencing very, very firsthand view of what the impact of that was, you know? Yeah. So. And the, the very symbolic action after that phone call of him literally washing the blood off of his hands. Yes. Yeah, and oh trying my to get God. it off of his face and everything yeah. because he takes full fault at this point because it's also, yeah. too, this is right after he just realized how selfish he's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, that was awesome. That Yeah, that was huge. At this point, the railroad is blocked. Uh, so the conductor announces that he's going to have to search for another train to embark and to make it the rest of the way to Basan. And uh, we know now that Basan is secured uh, thanks to uh, Soku's phone call. So... Uh, the conductor advises the people aboard to um, find him and to make the transfer safely, which is kind of a huge, like, what the hell are we supposed to do kind of a thing because Mm -hmm. uh, they don't know. He doesn't even know if there's going to be a train that he can get a hold of. So this is just like a big chance situation. Also, somehow the dill hole and the uh, train attendant uh, (laughs) made it out alive and they, like, hid in one of the washrooms. Mm -hmm. And so he does a dill whole move and he not only does he like sacrifice the attendant to in order for him to survive but he like jumps off the train and leaves the door open for all the zombies Mm. to get out (laughs) because you know hate that guy yeah and so we kind of see like uh, you know this guy's like the extreme version of like soku's character like he's basically what like soku would turn into if he kind of kept on going is the way i thought about it after the movie after the movie finished because he's the the extreme version of a selfish very narcissistic person mm, so mm-hmm. and that's exactly what soku essentially was you know the beginning yeah. of this person this beginning of this movie he didn't really think about anybody but himself so so then an incoming train uh kind of goes off the rails crashes into another train and it kind of mm. traps the group and it, the cheerleader and the baseball guy they get uh separated from those two and uh yonsuk or yonsuk uh sacrifices sweet sweet jinhee the cheerleader (laughs) and to make his escape and our poor young lovers die together because this guy is such a jerk that he literally pushes her into one of the zombies that's chasing him and then uses like them as a way as a distraction to kind of get out as he's running through trains and like letting a bunch of zombies out he's like letting a bunch of zombies escape yeah um which is why whenever we kind of see the end a little bit there's so many of them that come out of nowhere it's because he's left all these doors open to all these trains because he's not smart yeah so then in a really scary moment we see that uh soku is kind of coming back he was knocked out for a little bit and the group is literally trapped under a train of zombies that are like pressing up against the windows that are on top of them which is probably the big (sighs) when i think of zombies is probably the biggest the scariest thing that you can ever be in oh just having them on top of you it's like jaws with like the freaking shark aquarium you're walking through (laughs) the shark aquarium and there's literally like you look up and there's sharks swimming above your head 
head. Like, that's my nightmare. And this is exactly what oh, yeah, it with zombies. Sure. So then uh, Sokwu, he finds a way to get out from under the train. And the girls escape thanks to the homeless man who gets up and he sacrifices himself to, so they can make their escape, which is a cool, very, very cool moment. And I was actually really pulling for the homeless man to be one of the ones that, like, lives in the end. Because mm. anytime you're dealing with, like, a end-of-the-world type of apoc- apocalyptic zombies take over type of situation movie you know that there's going to be like maybe only a couple of survivors so then we see uh uh Suk who's running towards the train because he sees that the conductor found the train to make it to Basan, and he's running towards it and he trips i think he like hurts his ankle or something but he uh trips and he falls on the track and the conductor being a super nice guy runs over to help him and um Yansuk basically takes the opportunity to sacrifice the conductor so he can make it on the train which doesn't make a lot of sense because you know yeah i feel like you kind of need the conductor to kind of get there but whatever just another selfish moment for him to just be a complete jerk and be probably one of the worst villains you know yeah boiling yeah (laughs) yeah like how i feel about barb weber (laughs) i feel about this guy (laughs) it ruins my life i'm like so barb (gasps) weber yes pretty much (laughs) um so then anyway (laughs) happy thoughts happy thoughts happy thoughts So Sokwu, Suan, and uh, I can't pronounce her name, and I I have it written down, but I'm not going to do it because I'm going to butcher it again. So the pregnant woman, they're chasing the train, and that I guess Yeonsuk is not conducting. I'm not sure. But while being chased by a literal mob of zombies, thanks to all the doors being opened, oh, the pregnant lady is pretty much a huge bamf because I, like I said, I had a hard time going upstairs or walking down to get the mail from the mailbox. And this chick is running after a moving train, like nine months pregnant. So. Um, and so they get on the train and the zombies are kind of slowing down the train because they're holding on and they're making this like zombie pile that's getting like basically dragging the train down. So uh, Soku kind of kicks them all off. And then, you know, you think they're safe. You think they're free. And they kind of head towards the conductor's office and kind of a little bit of a justice. Uh, Yonsuk is infected and mm-hmm. he's changing. And unfortunately, he's changing, I should say, because he's not fully changed. So he was able to open the the door the conductor door because he was still in the like transfer process uh soku has to fight him off since he's in the way of the conductor's office and obviously he's gonna want to attack the mm-hmm. uh his daughter and the pregnant woman who he promised to take care of and sadly soku gets bitten bitten in the process uh of fighting him off but he ends up throwing him off of the moving train, which was awesome. But then he, knowing what will inevitably happen to him, he pushes the girls inside the conductor's office. He gives directions on how to handle the trains, saying this is probably what this does. This is probably what that does. And all while fighting off this infection. And he tells Sue Ann to stay with uh, the pregnant woman and that Basan will be safe. And she's crying and she's oh begging him not to go. She's screaming. At She's this point, screaming. I'm fully sobbing. I'm screaming. I mean, yes. Oh my god! And she, she is screaming, begging him not to go. He's crying. I'm crying, and <laughs> we're all he- crying. <laughs> 
everyone's crying. <laughs> and before he can fully uh, change, he shuts the door and he runs mm. to the back of the train. And his last memory is, you know, remembering the first time he held Suan. And he sacrifices himself and jumps off the train. And I have goosebumps as I'm talking about this. Same, same. Oh, my God. You don't even know how mad I was. I was like, (laughs) this is not happening. This is not possible. Yeah. I think this is ridiculous. Like, I, no. I, no. I literally couldn't process. I'm literally, like, sitting in my bed watching it, like, crying. I'm like, what? This is a horror film. Like, not what? not anything i've experienced why am i crying i was so mad also oh, yeah. suan's uh sobs are like what oh, wait, got me i think so the most. good so those were like oh she's she's only like 11 like she's i know so award-winning good. actress she's so good that was amazing yeah <sighs> okay so the girls oh. make it to like a like a barricaded tunnel yeah and they're forced to get climb down off the train there's bodies everywhere and our pregnant like badass female is finally having labor pains i know <laughs> <So> finally <laughs> I know. I was like, oh shit, what's about to happen? Yeah, and so then they're walking through. A hand moves and it scares the bejesus out of me because I always oh my forget God. that it happens. It scared me too. I think that was like the first time I jumped in this. I was like taking was notes like, and then I looked the up and I heard the noise and I was like, Ugh, and I made like a mark on my paper. Well, the thing is, I was so invested into it. Yeah. Like, especially after losing uh, the main character. Yeah. And, and so I'm like, focus, focus, like watching what's going to happen happen next on the edge of my seat and then that happens and I'm like, jesus fuck. i know like wow yeah scary mm. yeah they finally scared me once in that movie I, and that was yeah. the one time they scared me the rest of the time i was like on the edge of my seat or saw yeah like my heart just like racing yeah i'm like okay <laughs> claustrophobic confirmed yeah. so then they're forced to kind of walk down uh this pitch black tunnel which i am admittedly kind of afraid of the dark low-key afraid of the dark and so i would be like so terrified especially since you're in a middle of a zombie like apocalypse like i walking down like a dark tunnel with zero light terrifying and so um the militaries they're they have it barricaded on the other side and they're kind of ready to shoot any zombies or anybody that's infected on site and they can't tell if they're infected you know or they can't tell if they're infected or not due to their um the slow gait you know they're they're walking pretty slowly because she's in labor you know yeah and so they get the order to shoot them anyways and but before he can take his shot they hear uh sue ann tragically singing her recital song that she practiced for her dad which ends up saving their lives so i'm an even sloppier mess at this point and (laughs) so basically that's kind of how the movie ends they are like oh they're survivors and they put their gun down and they all kind of run towards them to kind of help bring them into this secured place in in basan Mm -hmm. uh which makes me think if it's already secured that means that her mom is probably safe and he couldn't just get a hold of her mom at the time is my thought process or maybe the phone lines are down or something but either way she's singing her recital song and that ends up saving them so in in a way her dad saved her life again that day which is so sad (laughs) cannot i cannot and because i am like 
a bit of a masochist, uh, the final lyrics of the song are, um, cause you're, you're so sad and you're listening to this happen. You're not even really paying attention to the lyric. And I, cause I know I didn't the first time I watched it. And so the final lyrics of the song is, um, we'll meet again when the flowers bloom. Aloha. Oi, oi, oi. I can't pronounce it. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Um, until we meet again. And yeah. so it's freaking tragic. And uh, aloha, oi, it means uh, fare- farewell. Is that's what the translation is. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's how the movie ends. And so we that have is it. two, three survivors, including the baby. Um, <laughs> assuming the baby made it. Assuming the baby made it, which I'm hoping that it did, because she has a name now, thanks to her super... Yeah, her husband's gone. Badass dad who, you know, went out a superhero in every way. He was, like, the full cast of, like, the Avengers in <laughs> throughout this movie. Like, he had his Captain <laughs> America moment. He was! He, like, Spider-Man into the train, and then he, like, <laughs> hulked, like, cl- like, hulked it, like, keeping the it barricaded. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's the real... MVP yeah and, and he's like iron yeah. man smart he gets he has like the cuffs like for yeah, iron man for like sure. this dude is the avengers <laughs> I love and it. so yeah but that's the whole movie and i'm i really really love this movie oh yeah i'm easily it's easily now one of my top 10 favorite movies i love that that's, oh my god like <laughs> you have no idea I, I, I finished watching it and i go up to ella and i'm like ella you have no idea what I just watched. <laughs> and I like want to make her watch it. But she was like a Korean zombie film. I was like, yeah. no, 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 I know. I know. I know. So I'm going to make her watch it. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just one of those things where like once somebody, if you recommend like a, recommend a movie to somebody and they're like, if they have low expectations going in and it's a great movie, they're going to love it. But like right. if, if they just didn't know what to expect going in and then mm-hmm. it turns out being like like one of their favorite movies, you're like... Yeah. Yes, I can like die yeah. happy now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so satisfying whenever you share one of your favorite films yeah. with somebody and that's never seen it and they love it. You know, they love it as much as you. Yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah the and best feeling. Yeah, and so whenever we wrote our like list of ten movies that we're like, okay, these are ten movies that we want to talk about that we want people to see um i mean within that list of 10 we also have movies that we've never seen or we want to see you know Mm -hmm. but i'm doing my movies that i want people to see first and this one was literally the first one on my list and it was a nice break of genre i think we had like too much happy and then i saw this and was like let's go back to happy yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but so good like, it's so good it's just yeah and it's one of those things too it's um like especially for americans um i know that some people like i think that some people will watch it as americans and they kind of like i think i think some people the reason why it's not like a higher score it, it's pretty high score still for the audience score but i was reading some of the reviews and i think that people got bored with it but it's, mm-hmm. I think what it is is that a lot of Americans don't like to read. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. sorry, but that's just it. A lot of yeah, Americans don't like shits. to read. <laughs> Do it. Uncultured swines. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My gosh. it's it, Those are all, honestly some of the best movies. And yeah. also, I genuinely just can't watch a movie without subtitles anymore. No, I can't. I, even if it's in English, I 100% yep. watch it with subs. For sure. Yeah. For sure. 
but that's the thing but but i feel like a lot of people they get bored easily because they don't like reading yeah. and so they they pay more mm. they they have to concentrate so much on reading the subtitles that they're not really following along with the storyline or that's they're not fair. really like invested or connected with it and then yeah and this movie does have some like cliche like zombie tropes in it but it, it's it works you know it, yeah they do it in a way where it doesn't feel cheesy it feels like it it works in the moment it makes right. sense for that character i love i love a good character arc and yeah. i feel feel oh. like like Soku got a very very good character arc and it's mm. sad that he died in the end but he died being selfless you know yeah, yeah. He, he started off the movie being like kind of a bad dad and like very neglectful and he went out like being a super dad you know yeah like that that's just a very good <gasps> no. character arc no it was it was really well done and mm-hmm. I think I think people will, will hear it like hear of this movie and mm-hmm. be like oh it's like K-drama or like yeah. <laughs> K-stuff and like no I'm like I, I'm just really surprised because it's like you almost don't even realize like you have to like fully think like oh yeah obviously like they're Korean and they're in Korea and they're speaking Korean yes <laughs> but you're like oh this is like a quality like it's amazing and it's probably similar to like how parasite was and that swept the oscars i haven't seen it yet but it's like one of those just it's just a quality film i don't know yeah no it's it's not it's not it's it i think the thing is about it is um i feel like the idea of foreign films kind of scares people off and so Mm. they don't really like want to watch it or they don't really want to give it the time and if you blend like foreign film with like something that's already hit or miss like zombies it's gonna kind of turn people away you know right for sure so um but yeah so that was the movie so um i have just a few very short fun facts um nothing uh crazy but um uh i got these from tvovermind.com and and first one being it was the first live action film for the director everything Whoa. else yeah everything else he had done up to this point was all animation wow that's wow that's incredible it. right yeah <laughs> it's a big jump yeah um and it was the first south korean film to pass the one million dollar mark um <gasps> at the singapore singapore box office that's dope yeah <laughs> this is a big wow, good for film. them yeah yeah uh huh. another little fun fact is the word zombie is actually only mentioned twice in the film and oh yeah in the news report in the news report yeah exactly. yeah this one i thought was pretty cool it only took uh four months to make this film which wow. to wow which to me is impressive just considering how many extras they had mm-hmm. that right that's pretty pretty wild you know what i mean like the amount of extras that you have the amount of makeup that you have to go through the amount Mm -hmm. the amount of um not just that but um training that these extras have to go through like they're gonna have to go through like zombie training and Mm. so they know how to like move and know how to like act and stuff and i'm i know that obviously some of it is like cgi but um oh yeah uh, that's that's crazy yeah so like the parts that are obviously like you know not just humans are like the parts where like they're like um you know there's a whole mountain of them and they're just kind of like overflowing and stuff and you can tell that it kind of looks fake but whenever you have like uh, all those zombies all those people like that's a lot of stuff to do in such a short amount of time and also to think about where they're filming this they're filming this inside of a train 
like that's not a lot of space that they're mm-hmm. using to film the to like m- like shoot these scenes well it was also probably like a a set built yeah. train so it's like wider in some areas some areas and yeah so for it, sure which but i think that could also lead to it um like why it was filmed so quickly is that mm-hmm. they're literally in one location and then uh like m- the two other locations or like three i think there's a total of like three like seal uh-huh. um the when they had to switch trains right. no four you're right there's a yeah. few well there's a few <laughs> yeah they pass through but, they pass through like a city and they pass through right. uh they st- make um like i guess they technically make like two two or three stops three stops yeah three stops they make yeah um but yeah, for I mean, the most part the, since the majority of the film is on the train that is a huge chunk of it done yeah. uh probably on a set so yeah i'm curious to, to to know if they if they actually did um i i assume that they for sure built a a train set you know what i mean for mm-hmm. them to film in but i mean sometimes you know these um sometimes they'll use like actual like you know an actual like building or they'll use an actual train you know to film in yeah so i'm wondering no, if I'm they, sure, yeah. they built something or if they used like a real one that'd be yeah. interesting to find out yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there were like pieces of a real train and then like yeah few pieces just on like a sound stage right but. yeah definitely um and then yeah and then the last bit was that i guess it's just it's the first ever south korean zombie film and so dope yeah <laughs> wow way to set the bar high i know i know and i also read somewhere and i don't know if this is, if this is true so i'm not I'm like putting like a little space bar between this and the fun facts um is that apparently they're might be making a sequel so yeah but i'm not positive if it's like the same director or the same writers or anything like that like that's Mm. super important because like especially when you think of like a thriller horror type genre those are really hard to make sequels for because it's hard to sell the first one as it is and selling a part two is like really difficult the only person that i think that has been successful in doing that is james wan um with insidious and like the conjuring he's done two those two have sequels and they're actually good sequels like they have actual good storylines um that kind of connect with the first one whereas but then you have spinoffs off of those movies um and they're from with a different director or something and they're just not as good or actually saw saw is a perfect example of that james wan directed the first saw and there's like what like 15 saws i don't even know how many saws there are (laughs) but like yeah but he he did the first one and after that they were kind of taken over by different directors and um they just were not nearly as good yeah it's just hard to do there's a crazy thunderstorm going on and i thought is that what that was i heard i was like somebody trying to break in my house but i think it was the the thunderstorm because i just heard like this loud boom and i thought it was um i can hear rain like literally coming pouring down my house i thought i like breathed too hard into the microphone (laughs) that's what i thought it was so i was like oh kind of back away from that (laughs) and then you said that i was like oh no i'm in oklahoma and there's just a lot of rain and we're hitting springtime so it's like storm tornado season season. yeah tornado season's coming up which is you know even creepier for your uh for your little thriller delight yeah it's great i love it here did i mention that how much <laughs> did i love I mention that? <laughs> how much i love i just love the weather here no actually i love the rain 
I, I just don't like it whenever like the like you know the wind like literally knocks over everything in sight and it also spins around and like pulls <laughs> things from the ground i don't love that part <laughs> spins around <laughs> Yeah. That's a way to put it. Yeah. It's just, it is coming down. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm kind of jealous. That's kind of, I mean, we've had that over here for yeah. a minute. And then when um, the quarantine stuff hit, yeah, I was like, okay, can we stop this now? I feel like it's the end of the world. Yeah, wait till you, hopefully you can hear what's going on right now over here. Like, I'm, I'm, I think there's one window in this room and it's like, on the opposite side of me so you can barely hear anything it's a very small window so if i was in the living room the background noise which is where i'm usually at when i'm recording the background noise mm. of the rain would be insane right now Oof. oh my gosh you hear that holy shit Do you hear that? <laughs> i heard that what the heck yeah yikes it's going down all right never mind i don't want to be there <laughs> <laughs> That I was. I don't lot. even like storms. Jimmy loves them, but I hate them. And I remember he took off for work one day. Mm. Like he he went on like a work trip, and so he went and he flew to like Chicago or something. And it was like very shortly after we had Oliver. And I mean, I don't know how Oliver old Oliver was. He was like I don't know, like a month old or something, two months old. I'm not positive, but um. He took off to Chicago for the week. It was the first day that he flew out. And literally, I had just put the boy, like, Noah to sleep. I had just sat on the couch to feed Oliver. And it just starts pouring. And then the sirens go off. And it, oh, was, it wasn't even the... Um, it wasn't like a tornado warning or like a severe weather warning siren. It was... it. I mean... Um, tornado watch it wasn't that it was a tornado warning as in take immediate cover (laughs) and so we have a storm shelter in our garage an in-ground one and um jimmy we had only had to use it one time and uh it was when marshall and valerie were living with us at the time and it was like the week after we got home from the hospital with ollie and we all were down in the storm shelter and we sat in there for like 15 minutes before it went away and nothing happened it didn't get close to our neighborhood but that's good um but yeah so then this time though i've never actually opened the storm shelter myself so then i'm calling so i literally am holding oliver i sprint to the room luckily noah had not fallen asleep get him up i'm just yelling at him to come follow me to the garage because i can't like get him fast enough and the thing about those sirens is you don't know if you have like five ten minutes or you don't know if you have like 30 seconds you know they, they they send them off as soon as they possibly can but you don't know you know and so uh i call i'm calling jimmy meanwhile to like let him know and he doesn't answer his phone so then i call his work phone and then i'm in the garage meanwhile like trying to holding oliver in one hand while noah's playing in the garage while i'm trying to open the damn shelter and <laughs> jimmy finally calls me back and I, he answers the phone he's like like oh hey sorry mr call and i was like how do you open the freaking shelter i can't open it there's a siren <laughs> going off right now i'm holding oliver and noah's over here i can't even get it open and he's like he's like wait whoa what what there's a siren going off and i'm like yes how do you open the freaking shelter i don't know how to do this and he tells me how 
and I was like, I can't do this. And he's like, he's like, why don't you, he's like, just don't mess around with it. He's like, just go in the, um, go, go to our bathtub and just go hide it. Just go get in the bathtub with, with the boys. And, and so I finally get it open and I look down there and I see that there's like, because we, we haven't, Jimmy hadn't cleaned it out or anything. So I see that there's like, I don't know, like something down there that looks like a giant spider right where i can like right at the end of the stairs and so i just close the shelter and i'm like nope <laughs> so i get the voice when we go hide in the bathtub and we stay in there for like an hour and a half even though the sirens like were off like like 30 minutes later <laughs> we just stayed oh, in for an extra hour because i was like i am not messing around with this <sighs> so jimmy was at dinner with all his colleagues and i was like on the phone with him and i was like you can't hang up oh <laughs> i was like if we die and i I told him i was like you're not allowed to go on any more work trips um <laughs> which obviously it's not the case because he still goes on work trips but i mean not right now <laughs> considering covid but yeah that's my fun tornado story <laughs> so fun anybody want to move to oklahoma be my friend <laughs> be my friend <laughs> we can watch korean zombie movies till it's content. <laughs> all right well <sighs> i think that's about it so next week we'll be doing one of mel's uh list of 10 and it's gonna be mm-hmm. one of your recommendation ones so that's gonna be fun so just mm-hmm. um go ahead and give our instagram page uh at film interrupted a follow and i'll make sure to put a link we have a link up there to um i think our spotify account right yes yeah but we'll you i mean we're on um stitcher and itunes and probably other platforms um but i'll go ahead and uh put a link up there to our web page so that way you can also get a hold of that and that kind of has the little links to all the other platforms that you can get it on um but yeah that's about it anything else you want to say to kind of wrap this up uh nope don't hit any deer they might be zombies um (laughs) that's all (laughs) yeah uh stay inside stay home yes if this is still going Quarantine on at the yourself. point yeah if- yeah so just stay tuned for next week's episode of my next pick and we'll see you then yeah <laughs> yeah yeah maybe definitely definitely maybe and that is not the movie definitely maybe okay <laughs> bye bye